AM 750 WSB. We are America. Oh, shucky ducky is the man we think. Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. Set the record straight and give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed and inspired to help Make this a better United States of America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? I'm great. So the Senate is set to vote this afternoon. Yeah, we're going to have a, a vote uh, on whether or not to end debate on this Iran disapproval resolution. So a cloture vote for those uh, legislative nerds out there who are listening. 3.45 Eastern time is the time that that's been set for. So at that point, uh, the Republicans would need to muster 60 votes in order to force final action on this motion to disapprove of the Iran nuclear deal. Now, we've been talking about that for weeks, Herman, as the plan from Republicans. They wanted to pass a disapproval resolution in the House, pass the same thing in the Senate, send it to the president, and make him veto it. But the House is now going to do something different. Uh, There's a bit of a rebellion yesterday within conservative ranks in the House. Uh, I think part of it was sort of pushed by the fact that they knew that they were going to lose on the disapproval resolution, so they wanted to try to do something else. So they've come up with in the House a different plan of attack. All of this, the bottom line, means nothing changes. Uh, the deal is not going to be blocked right now by uh, by the Republicans in Congress. They're also not going to be able to get anything down to the president because the House and Senate are acting on different things. So the Senate's still trying to work on the disapproval resolution. The House will vote on three different things over the next two days. First, a resolution that says, hey, the Obama administration never turned over all the documents related to this deal. They want to get access to the Republicans due to the IAEA inspectors, their agreement with Iran, which the administration says it doesn't have and can't turn over. Uh, they also will vote on a resolution to approve the deal. So it's a straight up or down vote, not disapprove, but approve that in the House. The third vote will be uh, telling the president he cannot lift any economic sanctions on Iran. That'll be voted on tomorrow. So... The Republicans are operating really in different directions at this point in time. So not only are they short on votes, but they're not even going to get anything down to the White House at this point in time to force the president to veto. I got you. So we don't expect any surprises. So we're just going to have to wait and see how this thing plays out. But I clo- think so. I think we all yeah. know where it's going. Yeah. We know. But cloture says they're just voting to end debate. Then they take a vote on the actual If they resolution. get to 60 votes. And there's, there's at least one Democrat, we think. And if there's two, then it would force a final vote. There are some uh, few Democrats who say, you know what, even though uh, I support this, I would like to see a final vote. Uh, we'll see whether or not any of, that, any of that happens. I think the the White House and the Democratic leadership would like to snuff this thing out right now and just end it and not have to worry about any possible veto fight. What was the reaction to the rally yesterday to people that you talked to, people inside the Capitol and all that good stuff? You know, I think that, uh, look, it wasn't a huge rally outside. It was a decent Suddenly It's a Wednesday in the middle of a, of a holiday week, so you're not going to have that many people. You know, if it had been a Saturday or something like that, I think you would have seen a big crowd. But uh, what I took away from it were two things. Obviously, there was a lot of support out there for Donald Trump. Uh, you could see a lot of people, whether it was people who worked on the Hill or people who were visiting, you know, tourists in town, they knew that this was going 
going on. And as soon as Donald Trump was done, a lot of them headed for the exits. Uh, there was a lot of support out there in terms of shirts and signs for Ted Cruz in the crowd. Uh, Trump had uh, some guys who showed up and brought their own uh, big sign that they put out there on the west front of the Capitol. And then later inside, Trump, it was really interesting, Trump went inside and met uh, with Senator Jeff Sessions of Alabama and also Sarah Palin down in a, in a basement area of the Capitol that unless you know exactly where it is, you'd never get to as a tourist or anything like that. And Trump came out and talked to us for a few minutes afterward. And you know what I was struck by, Herman, was this. There's uh, a lot of times the presidential candidates, well, heck, a lot of times senators and congressmen, they get all skittish when your reporters around and don't want to talk. Right. I mean, for example, Marco Rubio won't stop and talk to us anymore in the hallway uh, be, since he, in the last couple of months. They Is just he afraid decided, of gotcha? I, I don't know. They just His <laughs> staff just don't want him to talk. And there's a number of other senators who quickly dart down stairwells. Yeah. I could name dozens from each party. You know, I, I always think to myself, what are you afraid of? Uh, just answer a few questions. It's no big deal. So Trump comes out of this room, and there's a, probably about 10, 12 of us there. And he stands there, and he takes our questions, and he's jabbing at CNN, and he's throwing in and talking about, you know, my poll numbers are great and blah, blah, blah. And... And then I ask him a question, he gives an answer, and he, he looks at me, I got this on camera, he looks at me, and he reaches out and slaps me on the, you know, the arm, the shoulder, and says, gotta go. Like, like I'm one of his buddies or something <laughs> like that. And, and it was funny, because we were sort of uh, doing the post-mortem up here in the press gallery about it afterward, and what really struck me, and a lot of my colleagues as well, was here was a guy who, uh, he, he could he could have blown us off if he wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd already gotten his uh, his message out at the rally, he'd done some uh, some press out there afterwards as well, he didn't have to talk to us, he didn't have to stop, he didn't have to give us anything. And yet he took a few minutes, he did it, he, he didn't seem, you know, the, the, the whole thing wasn't a big deal for him. There's a lot of other lawmakers who are professional politicians who would not have handled it well. And so, you know, I think it's all in that sort of charisma, bravado, et cetera, yeah. that's wrapped up in Donald Trump, and it was on display yesterday. He what? seemed like, yeah. uh, let me tell you, he seemed like an insider yesterday, yeah. and I don't mean that in a mean way, just that he felt very comfortable, it seemed like, in the hall of the Capitol. I think that's one big difference between him and the press, uh, him and the other candidates, and that is he is so comfortable he doesn't, yes. he doesn't worry about gaffes, which I think a lot of the other candidates do. He doesn't worry about not being able to say, well, I don't know the answer to that question. And he doesn't worry about gotcha questions because we see how he handles those. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And, and, and I'll go back to this again and again because I do think that a lot of times politicians get scared of their own shadow. And they're worried about what they might say. And, and don't don't get me wrong, the gotcha stuff and, and the new media that's out there, they're trying to trip you up every chance they get. And I understand that. Right. Uh, but, but Trump has this way... And I, I think it's an interesting uh, way to operate is that if he feels like he's on sort of unsettled ground and he, either he doesn't know the answer or he doesn't, you know, whatever, he just starts jabbing and goes on the attack and changes the, uh, the subject and moves yeah. to something else. Years and years ago, I was down at the White House one time. This was in the Reagan administration. And I, start, I struck up a conversation with Sam Donaldson, who then was working for ABC News. And uh, I asked Sam Donaldson... What should I do? I mean, I was a cub reporter. What should I do if I'm on the air live and somebody asked me a question I don't really know the answer to? How do you handle that? And Sam told me it was really interesting. He said, say something like, well, Peter, that's an interesting question, but what people are talking about today is, and then go off in a different direction. You can see politicians <laughs> do that a lot. Yeah. And what, what Trump does is he just seizes control. 
he doesn't let the reporters control him. He tries to control them. And uh, you don't see many others who are as comfortable doing that. So it was interesting to see him up close yesterday. Very good. What question did you ask? Oh, I just asked, I asked about the Iran, what should the Republicans do about the Iran nuclear deal? He didn't really answer my question. He just talked about how he thought it wasn't a good deal and he would right. negotiate a better one. You know, I thought that was a good example of how yeah. he didn't really answer my question. Nope. Yep. And but he, he just, just went, went on and said something else. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's 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 uh, listen as a reporter that you, you understand that's uh, that's what you're looking for. A lot of times people say, "Why do you ask the same thing over and over again?" You're just hoping to get a soundbite or some better quote out of some somebody. And Trump gave us a few yesterday. Well, very good. And you said he also had a meeting with Sarah Palin. It was a private meeting. Yeah, he and Palin and uh, Jeff Sessions, the senator from Alabama, yeah. got together uh, after the uh, after the event. And and you know again. Trump sort of upstaged Cruz yesterday, uh, but Cruz obviously has been doing a lot of work. And, and you look at the latest CNN poll that's out today. Trump, I think it was at 32 percent. Ben Carson still number two. Trump and Carson, by the way, sort of trading jabs. Uh, very interesting over the last day. And then uh, Jeb Bush third and Ted Cruz fourth. The, also a lot of barbs today for Trump out of Bobby Jindal, who is uh, way back in the polls. And the latest CNN poll was at 1 percent. Let me just play you a clip Ooh. of this. Was, this was Jindal, yeah, the, the governor of Louisiana. I'm just kidding. That's okay. Down <laughs> he at the has national a goddamn press. attraction at yeah, 1%. Well, he, he, he got on the TV today for saying this. <laughs> We're not hearing it, Jamie. And Jindal went on and just savaged him for a few minutes. Uh, like I said, egomaniac, a carnival act, full of nonsense, absurd, etc. I'm not sure it'll get uh, Jindal much more than a little recognition. Somebody today. will. I mean, it'll be all over oh, a that. certain uh, news cable channel later. You just watch. Oh, I've seen. <laughs> I think I've seen it on Fox already. Today, yeah. So yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, I've seen it on all three of the cable nets. Uh, look, uh, uh, you know, Jindal and others, they're, they're starving for a little attention, yep. and maybe the best way to do it is to hit a Trump. Trump also taking some flack today over something he said about Carly Fiorina yeah. in an interview. Yep. And uh, Fiorina will have a chance next week. I, you know, I really think uh, as you look at the debate next Wednesday, uh, the Fiorina will be the one change, the one thing that's different. She'll be up on the main stage uh, with 11 people up there. And I think a lot of people will be wondering, will she take the opportunity to go after Trump if it's uh, if it's uh, given to her in that debate? But are they going to use some more of these recent polls or have they already decided who's going to be on that? No, it's, it's going to be Fiorina will be up there along with the 10 who are up in the other one. So it'll be 11 people on the stage, the main stage this time instead of 10. That debate is going to be on CNN next Wednesday. They've changed the start time, Herman. It's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern rather than 9 o'clock Eastern. What time is the first debate? The pre-debate debate, I think, starts at 6 Eastern. Okay. And then we'll run until just before the the main event. Well, I'm glad they're starting at 8 o'clock. I can go to bed early. Exactly. That well, it yeah. ends at 10 yeah. o'clock, right? That's right. We, we, we decided in the press corps that it meant we could maybe get a late dinner yeah. out in California and I got take you. a nap before getting up for a morning drive live shot. So yeah. is that 8 o'clock Eastern time? Yes, 8 o'clock Eastern okay, next Wednesday. Right. Oh, yeah. then you guys can go to dinner, but I'm going to be sitting in my recliner watching it blow by blow, okay? I fully so please that. take good notes, Jamie. That's Roger that. I, you always do. You always do. One uh, other thing, Herman, uh, that's going to happen today in the Hillary Clinton email saga that we should note 
is the guy who worked for the State Department who was paid on the side by the Clintons to take care of her outside email server. His name is Brian Pagliano. He is going to be brought up here to the Hill this afternoon at 1 o'clock to go before the Benghazi Committee. The word has been from his lawyer that he will take the Fifth Amendment and refuse to answer any questions about the email server setup. A, uh, that will raise eyebrows. B, of course, it's sort of bad PR for Hillary Clinton because it does raise legitimate questions. Yes, it's a right you have, but it also raises questions. Right. But then there's been some talk about maybe giving this guy immunity in order to get him to talk. Now, we'll see whether or not anything like that happens. Uh, I'm not I'm not so sure that that's just talk, but another step in that whole Hillary Clinton email investigation. Who could grant immunity? Uh, individual uh, committees could, but then it could endanger, obviously, any prosecution or anything, investigation like that that might be going on by the Justice Department or the FBI. So you have to be sort of careful in that. Committees talk about it from time to time, but rarely do it. Now, once he takes the fifth... What are they going to do? Keep asking questions and he keep repeating the same thing? Yeah, like it could Lois be. Lerner it's all going to be behind closed doors today. We won't see oh, it on I TV. So okay. um, we'll see whether. But there's a number of committees that would like to have him weigh in. What do you think about Hillary's, I'm sorry I did that routine? I'm not sure that it really hit the uh, hit the right spot. It seems like uh, uh, that they spent a lot, of, uh, a lot of energy on that earlier this week. And I don't know. That story just is not going away. I would agree. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Hear Herman Cain anytime on demand at HermanCain.com. Share the experience with friends and tell them to click on Cain 24-7. Coming up, rapid fire. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.